Welcome to the Insulin Suppression Podcast, where it's all about going from hopeless to healed with certainty, right action, and science. Here are your hosts, Barbara and Charlie McDermott. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Food Freedom. Food. Freedom from food, actually. Yeah. What does food freedom mean exactly? And, uh, you know, I'm going to start off with just talking about our daughter. Uh, and we saw that food was absolutely 100% controlling her life. It was, there was uh, no freedom. Yeah, was, yeah. It was a, it was a really a prison of food. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she spent much of her day uh, uh, struggling with the, just the constant, mm, yeah. never-ending, incessant thoughts of food, right? That was what to eat when to eat, how much to eat, and then dealing with the consequences of having eaten. You know, uh, many of us, uh, especially moms can feel this a lot, because moms tend to be the ones who are bringing the food in the house, preparing the food, and uh, we can, we're more intimately, you know, touching it all the time, right? Yeah. Gathering it yeah. and creating it. And um, when you see a, an, an individual obsessing and not by their own choice they didn't choose to obsess about food food right yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of open-ended sentences there everybody but if you if it resonates you're filling in your own blanks you yeah. know what we are talking about and we're not afraid to talk about it out loud anymore it's yeah. something we kept quiet you know because when you're struggling it's well, hard to I, say, like, wait. I think it, you, you, there's a tendency to think it's just you. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. I'm like, different. I don't have willpower. You know, it's me. Um, I'm I'm blaming yourself, shaming yourself. Why can't we do this? Why is food such a, a problem? Look at everybody else does it. They're fine, right? No, no. Uh, you know, as, oh, as we have. Jennifer's from uh, Wakefield, Quebec, Canada. Out in the boat. I try to. I try to talk like a Canadian. Welcome, but I don't Jennifer. Either. Yeah, welcome, Jennifer. Thanks yeah. for being here. How yeah. do you feel about food? <laughs> Perhaps. And we're grateful for food, right? We we appreciate food. My gosh, food is fuel. Food is family. Food is community. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's so it's woven into our psyche, our yeah. culture, our religion, our spirituality, yeah. our love relationships. We just want to flip it rather Society. than having food control us. Right, yeah. we want not even control food. You know, we just don't want to make it a part of our lives. It's, we, it's just like we just want food to no longer control us. Yeah. It's not yeah. about controlling anything. Yeah. But uh, if you have ever had cravings, incessant thoughts of food, ever blamed yourself or shamed yourself around food, have ever been told by an outsider, and that means it could be a medical expert, you know, family, friends, coworkers. Have you ever been advised about food? Um, and if you've ever felt anxiety and overwhelmed, like, what do I eat? What do I yeah. eat? Just tell me what yeah. to eat. Have you ever had those sensations? Have you ever walked into a supermarket and just felt like saying, I'm done? You know, white flag. I don't even know what to buy. Have you ever heard the directives about eat more protein, eat more fat, good carbs, bad carbs, let's label. Um, and then found yourself being sucked into a tribe. I'm the Mediterranean tribe. I'm the Whole Foods tribe. I'm the vegan tribe. I'm the vegetarian tribe. I'm the moderation tribe. I'm the portion control tribe. I'm the fast don't eat three days of the week tribe. I'm the one meal a day tribe. I mean, we could go on, right? How many, tri anyone out there want to share the tribes 
you know, that you've heard about or maybe got involved in? Yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> you, you mentioned the. Um, I can start rambling. I know. Yeah. You, why not? No, this is this is good. But you know, yeah. let, let's get into some. You know. Danielle tacks. is here too, um, Char. Sorry. Hey, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's talk about some situations. You know, here's the reality, and, and what we found with with Erin. You know that that when she shifted, literally within minutes, minutes, freedom. She had freedom from food. Uh, and, and and we hear this time and time again from our new shifters that that within hours. You know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean tomorrow. You can be cravings free. You could be yeah. in this fru- food freedom. It's easy for you to say, Charlie. Food freedom <laughs> lifestyle, right? Those F words, right? But I guess we should describe what what does it feel like to be f- to have food freedom or yeah. freedom from food? Yeah. What is it? It's well, first of all, those cravings, like literally the cravings that say, "Get out of my way! I'm going to the pantry," right? Those actually just dissolve, right? We also don't have even thoughts of food. You know, when I call my shifters for a coaching session and they say, oh my gosh, two and a half hours. I thought it was only noon. It's 2.30 already. I, I hadn't even thought about lunch. You know, we have a little catchphrase in our community. It says, I don't do lunch. And it's not because we're trying not to do lunch. We just don't think about lunch because we're literally not hungry. No cravings. We do get hungry and we eat. Yeah, like everybody else on the planet. There's not, it's non-negotiable. You do eat, but we don't have that seek to eat that we used yeah. to have. So yeah. cravings, hunger, incessant thoughts about food just aren't, a th- they're a thing of the past. Yeah. What did one shifter say on our, our coaching call Monday night? She, you know, when, when we, you know, we're, we're a society now that talks through our fingers, right? And we, the printed word is kind of, it's hard to, uh, you know, break apart and we can be like, bah, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she used mm-hmm. all uppercase letters and you know what that means? Like, wow, right? And like, said, Tony. Yep. Yeah, seven yep. exclamation points. And she wrote the word inconceivable. And we're like, well, what do you, wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? And what she meant was she was a cravings-driven, incessant thought, intrusive food, life controlled by cravings and just exhaustion and overwhelm. The supermarket was her, hmm. like, done. Nightmare. And mm-hmm. the kitchen was a part of her home that she avoided. She literally hate it and I was through that I went through that the heart of the home was for me a hell the kitchen that's how bad the kitchen was for a while but so this woman Tony I'm using her name uh, she went food shopping when she hadn't even had lunch so it was like mid-afternoon and she said I, I or can't, breakfast or breakfast uh, <laughs> I can't believe I went food shopping and I didn't have any of those demons on my shoulder I knew exactly what to buy, and I felt light, energized. Yeah, that's the other part. You know, not only is she... Calm, sane. Not thinking about food, but she's feeling better. She's She's, thinking about other things. She's more energized. (laughs) Thinking about good things. Yeah, yeah. But she wrote at the end of that statement, inconceivable. She thought something like that could never be her life. We thought that for our daughter. I, mean, I thought that for myself. I mean, yeah. not, not that, you know, I had a weight condition right. or a cravings condition, at least that I didn't know about. I had other conditions uh, that were impacted positively. Uh, but my goodness, if you had told me years ago that you were going to wake up in the morning, not be hungry, come lunchtime, not be hungry, maybe have a snack early, mid-afternoon, still be able to work out on a regular basis and have more energy today 
at age 57 than I had when I was 27. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's madness. So we have Tony. Um, and, and you know, what else can you say about this whole food freedom concept? I mean, for again, if I were listening to this years ago, without really being, you know, spending my my day thinking about food, although I had my my certainly challenges at nighttime, but how is this believable? You you want to talk a little bit about the science? I know know that, you know, part of the, just to start off, the, the challenge with the vast majority of the population, and if you're here, I would bet the farm that this is you, unless, of course, you know, like Judy, you're you're one of our shifters, is you're a sugar burner. As I was, as we Barb trapped. was, as, yeah. as you know, Erin, our daughter, was. And when we are burning sugar for fuel, we have to re- remember, or at least educate ourselves, that sugar is a very, very short-lasting fuel. And it's messy. So, yeah, <laughs> meaning it, it doesn't burn clean yeah. like fat. So uh, I use the Chinese, you know, dinner syndrome. Uh, a lot of people can relate with that, and, and it, you know, doesn't matter. I'm not picking on Chinese no, food. You can you can that, use yeah. pick a culture, <laughs> um, but the reality is when we have Chinese food, half an hour later, an hour later, what happens? Right, we're hungry again, and it has nothing to do again with with the Chinese food. It's simply when we're bringing in food that gets converted to glucose, sugar, quickly. Your, your body doesn't care whether it comes in the form of a Twinkie, a candy bar. Um, a, a 133,000 grain loaf of bread, um, Chinese food or whatever, right? Yeah. Because the body is going to convert it into Yeah, because it already sugar. actually is. It already is just chains of glucose, yeah. which is yeah. the science word for sugar when it's operating as fuel for our body. And, you know, this is not about no bread. This is not about no Chinese dinners. This is not about no... Twinkies, although I wouldn't recommend Twinkies, it's like a chemical food, but you know, what we love about what we've put together and we're helping people with is there is no food off limits. You know, all food serves to some degree to keep us, you know, fueled and alive. But you just understand how food impacts our body to be a sugar burner or a fat burner. So you talked about being a sugar burner, and we talk about, there's only two fuels that our body operates. There's two systems, which is nice, because it really makes things simple, doesn't it? Yeah. We're either burning sugar, glucose, or we're burning fatty acids, fat. Preferably, the, the fat we're carrying on our body. You know, our bodies are designed magnificently to take in fuel and then just convert that fuel to a form that we can store and carry around with us. Here's the killer, though. We've been so led to consume sugar-based foods that our body is never able to access the fat we're carrying. And therein lies our demise. And it all has to do with, you know, when you hear people talking about blood sugar, that literally is the food you just ate. So when someone says, I don't have a blood sugar problem, but they're carrying a spare tire around their middle, or they find themselves aging faster than their peers, that's a blood sugar problem. Okay? Food goes in, becomes sugar in our bloodstream, and when, when that level rises, and it will, and it, even as a fat burner, it still does. We just know how much it does compared to those out who don't understand. You know, But here's where that powerful I word comes in and it's insulin. 
When insulin levels are raised because of our action, we don't even necessarily realize what the Chinese dinner is creating within us. Um, and that's a whole another discussion. We can just break that all down, right? But insulin levels rise. And here's the thing. When insulin levels are up, the fat that we're carrying on our frame is in lockdown, non-accessible. So we can be exercising at the gyms that we used to own, right? We could be uh, walking in, in pursuit of resolving a, a crisis, but we're never going to get out and actually reduce the amount of fat we're carrying because our body's going to stay in sugar burning mode and then create your cravings to go ahead and have some more. Gosh, how about Bob down the street? He would walk. I don't even know how many hours. It, he would just mm. walk and walk in our neighborhood. Yeah, hours and a day. One time we had a conversation. He says, I don't know why I can't lose this stubborn belly fat. I'm pre-diabetic. My doctor has me exercising. All I do is eat fruit all day. Notice the pause. Fruit is sugar. Fruit is not bad, but it's not going to get us out of a health crisis. Okay? And we just have to understand and know what all these different kind of foods represent. Yeah. So to be a fat burner more often than a sugar burner, it's imperative that we shift how we're eating. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about I the go crazy. the you know the roller coaster ride yeah. of, of blood sugar and what that does to cravings and yeah. you know the concept of food freedom really. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I kind of mentioned that when you're when we consume food, especially when there's a lot of uh, glucose or fructose sucrose, even lactose. That's, the Crows no, family. The, the Rose family, yeah. Uh, it's, well, it elevates blood sugar because it is blood sugar. It, you know, the ele it, it becomes blood sugar. It's not like, oh, this makes my blood sugar rise. That is the blood sugar. Okay, that's another little thing that people can't necessarily grab a hold of. I know I didn't. Uh, so, you know, when that, when that rises and insulin rises because insulin is what unlocks all of the cells in our body and allows the glucose from the bloodstream to go into the cells to be used for energy. Mm -hmm. That means our blood sugar drops because it left the bloodstream. It's now, it's been shuttled into our cells or it's been converted most likely to belly fat or it's been broken down to AGEs, which are all the manifestation of aging, accelerated aging, okay? So when the blood sugar goes up and then insulin comes on board and it, blood sugar is less, boom, your brain goes, I am in a crisis. I need to make sure that I have enough energy at the ready. And mm. it triggers that craving. So boom, there's the really fifth grade version of the simplified science of yeah. cravings. Yeah. That's why I always say cravings are chemistry. It has nothing to do with you and your willpower. It has nothing to do with the tribe of food eating that you adhere to. It's about understanding how to eat really more fat again and balance it out with your protein and carbohydrate. It's, I love it because we take all the labeling out and all the tribes out and all the religious and the dog, everything out. Political just, views. Ideology, philosophy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And then when you eat more fat focused, everything else just starts to fall into place. Because what? carbohydrate, no matter what kind of carbohydrate, 100%, boom, impacts blood sugar and stimulates insulin, boom. Protein, yeah, also impacts 
blood sugar and stimulates in insulin. Carbohydrates so up out of here. I can't even see how high my hand is, right? Protein is about here. Guess where fat is? See this hand? Fat's down there. <laughs> fat doesn't stimulate insulin. So really it all comes down to understanding the hormonal impact of our health. So, you know, back in decades ago, you'd hear jokes about Aunt Mary. Oh, she had a glandular problem or her weight was a hormone problem. You know, that's correct. <laughs> that's actually true. And uh, if we, for those of us who this is resonating with, and this is something that hit home for me, was we all have an insulin belt. We all have a, a marker of how much of a presence insulin is in our in our lives and we just put our hands around our waist that's our insulin belt so if we have if we're carrying even if we're slim and we're carrying extra here i mean i'm even i'm carrying some extra here I'll, I'll show you okay we all carry some but this gives us a reference point okay but then there's also an invisible reference point because not only does insulin trigger belly fat creation the reason it does that is because the cells around our middle are more sensitive to insulin than the cells around my ankle. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's a good thing they can't see. Because our, we're, when you think about it, we're not going to carry fuel around our ankles. That would be hard to walk through life, right? We're going to carry fuel hmm. around our middle. Like if I'm carrying my books to school when I was a kid, I would never, I wouldn't drag them to the floor, right? I'd put it right here. I'd carry it right here like a child. We carry things here. So we're just you know, create it to, to carry our fuel, our jet fuel, around our middle. So the, our cells around our, our belly are more sensitive to insulin than others. So are cancer cells, by the way. They're exquisitely sensitive to insulin. Okay. So this is why we will develop this area first with fat. Okay. And that fat was blood sugar, was carbohydrate, and some protein. Hmm. Okay, so that's why. Where was I going with that? Uh, oh, we all have an insulin belt, so that's where we understand how prevalent insulin is in our in our lives yeah. by that insulin belt. Yeah. Oh, but the other one was not only does insulin trigger uh, fat storage, you know, it just took sugar, which was one form of energy, and helps to convert it. You know, triggers the converting, and we're not going to carry sugar around. We're kind of carry that energy as fat, because then that's clean burning, long lasting. Okay? But oftentimes we have way more than we need. So then insulin will also trigger a chain reaction of breakdown. Let's take that sugar and break it down. Have you ever noticed that people who are um, struggling with this also tend to hold water? You know, our body starts to try to dilute the sugary mess that we have inside of us. The sugar's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And we break yeah. it down. I don't, we don't break it down. Our body breaks it down and forms these AGEs, advanced glycated, that means sugary, end products. The sugar in our bloodstream gets broken down and sticks to proteins in our body. Ow. Okay. But it doesn't really hurt. You don't feel it. You don't it. feel it. There, that's the accumulation of sugar on your proteins. That's failing eyesight. That's neuropathy. That's atherosclerosis in my blood vessels. Okay? That's aging. Hair, skin, nails. That's Alzheimer's. She okay? said that's Alzheimer's. That's Alzheimer's. 
<laughs> so again, we are we're sharing this science in a conversational way. Okay, you can read some big books from big doctors saying big things, and we kind of break it down and make it like conversational because that's where awareness and understanding can actually take root. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, to any of you experts out there, apologize for my fifth grade version of that, but that's really what it comes yeah. down to. And the so the ultimate in, insult is, you know, we have this perfect preferred fuel that we're carrying around our midsection, and our body, as I said, preferred, would prefer to use that. It will actually make your body feel better. But the ultimate insult is that it continues to not only use the sugar, but demand. More. Demand that you eat more, that you crave more sugar because your body is in survival mode. And you're stuck in that, you're stuck in the sugar burner loop. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so think about this. You know, it, 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 your body knows when it's running out of fuel. That's why we get hungry, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when it's it's running low on sugar, which we now know, last minutes to maybe an hour or two, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very quickly after eating, we are going to crave more what? More fuel. Well, what fuel is your body burning? Sugar. What are you going to crave now? You know, it comes in different forms for different folks. Some folks, it's you know the dessert after dinner. Some folks, it's the drink, you know, it's alcohol. For some folks, it's, you know, bread or whatever it is. And, and again, it's not that any of those foods are... I was going to say, and that's something, all of our shifters have all of those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Barb has a saying, no foods off limits, just no foods limits. Yeah. So once you're educated, once you know, you can make the decisions that allow you a lifestyle and not a D-I-E with a T on it, right? So... And you know what? And here's the thing. It really comes down to, more often than not, consuming more fat than protein and more fat and protein combined than carbohydrate. We eat all of those things. We eat fat. We eat protein. We eat carbohydrate. We just know how to proportion it so that it works to serve us rather than to sabotage us. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. It's really that simple. So the takeaway here is... Take a look at what you're eating if you're if you're having some fisticuffs with food. And start paying attention to the fat, protein, and carbohydrate. And it could be like, oh my gosh, I was eating more carbohydrate than protein. Or I was eating more protein than carbohydrate. There's that happening too. Yeah, yeah. We hear that a lot. And yep. you know, you might hear, hear this catchphrase, don't blame the butter for what the bread did. You know, the bread. And I'm not we're not against bread, okay? But bread it's a carbohydrate. It's a very high carbohydrate. That's heart disease, not the butter. That's Alzheimer's, yeah. not the butter. Yeah. That's this waistline and diabetes, not the butter. But understanding the butter better <laughs> and proportioning it out, and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, once people, it's almost like, remember back in, in elementary and high school when you're in math class? That was me. And you just were sitting there saying the word crikey over and over, whatever your word was. Like, I don't see it. I don't get it. And everyone's just cruising along. And then all of a sudden, you're at that moment like, oh, my gosh, I see it. Like the pixelated pictures where everyone's saying, can you see the eagle? Can you see the eagle? I'm like, I'm not seeing anything but blurry. And then it all becomes crystal clear. Yeah. That's yeah. food freedom. Yeah. So 
If you want to learn more, uh, you can go to our website, theshiftformula.com, T-H-E, the shift, S-H-I-F-T. Don't forget the F. <laughs> formula, <laughs> F-O-R-M-U-L-A, theshiftformula.com. There's actually a form on there. As soon as you get on the page, scroll down the page to the bottom, you'll see a form where you can schedule a call with one of us. Uh, you know, we, we work with folks with all kinds of different conditions, and typically, it's why we spoke about food freedom today, the food component is always one of those, yeah. you know, chronic conditions, yeah. the, the incessant cravings, whether it's that plus fibromyalgia, plus weight, plus, you know, diabetes and, and other conditions, including things like high cholesterol and blood pressure and on and on and on. It's not so not eating, it's right eating. We welcome you to... Join us. Just simply go to the webpage, complete that, and... Uh, we'll see you inside. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you, all right?